like to welcome you all to this cornerstone again this morning and uh, talking about Christmas gifts, which, you know, it's, uh, I didn't actually know what they were doing. And, uh, but it actually gave more insight to what my message is today. And this is telling you earlier, my, the message, the title of the message today is, is the three gifts. And the three gifts is about the story that we know about with the birth of Christ. That the people, the shepherds came and, you know, they came and they visited. And we, we know the traditional story, right? And we know that eventually the three wise men came. And we know that the, that the, where, the where they came to was just, uh, well, we don't really know where the wise men came to. But we know that it wasn't, that he wasn't, that Christ wasn't born like in a, he wasn't born in a, in a castle. He wasn't born in a, um, a rich person's house. He wasn't born... We, we know where he was born. We know the reasonings. We know the backing behind. We know, we know the story of what happened. The thing with the wise men is that they came out and they gave three gifts. Now, as a kid, you know, when I was one of these kids up here doing, you know, this stuff and was learning about the, the, the things that they're learning about and, and, and reading the story and singing the songs and we, we talk about the gifts, I never really thought about the gifts. Well, this morning, that's what we're going to go over. Matthew 2.11 says, on, the coming, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure, and they presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we start going through the gifts, and the first gift that they talked about was gold. Gold is a kingdom builder. Gold is something that, is, that it, it, it takes something to build greatness. Gold was something that was, that was treasured to people that were going to take and make something of it. Gold, was there, there was a purpose behind it. Well, it's not like they were coming and giving them some pocket change and saying, well, here, here's some gold, you do what you want with it. That's not, this wasn't the purpose. These three gifts have three distinctive things that matter. It's not just, hey, let's go celebrate this Messiah that was born. The goal was for a purpose. It was to build a kingdom, the kingdom that we are taking, we're a part of. See, that, that, that was a, a gesture that, that came out. It, the, is our kingdom built on gold? No, it's not. Our, our kingdom is built on the sacrifices that were made. Our kingdom is built that, 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 that God took and created us first off. And God took and made us and, and he gave us free will. And then that God sent his only son here. The reason that we're celebrating this season. Our kingdom is built on that, not on gold. But see, the people they have a we have a smaller mindset of what we think is going to be. We know that in the future that in the future, and 33 years later, that people were looking at Christ thinking that he was going to be, he can't be the Messiah because he was supposed to come down on a horse and with a sword and he was supposed to take back the lands from all the people that had per persecuted them and be able to take and kick the Romans out. And, and, and that's what he was supposed to be. That's what they thought he was. They thought he was going to build a physical kingdom. But that's not what God did. That's not what God sent Christ here for. That's not the reason for the season. It wasn't to build a kingdom here on earth, but a kingdom in heaven. But the wise men, they came and they gave the gold. As, as significant as we're building something. We're making something great. We're taking something from what was to something that's going to be. It was an investment. 
The second gift was frankincense. And it says, you know, well, actually, before I get to that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to go back behind the reasoning. I want to go back behind the reasoning of what the wise men were doing. And now it goes back to the prophecies that were. See, in Micah here, it talks about, but you, Bethlehem, Ephraim, through you are small among the clans of Judah. Out of you will come for me for one, for one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from the old, from the ancient times. See, Jesus was from the lineage of David. He was of royalty. He wasn't, he wasn't a pauper. He wasn't from a different... He, he was in that line of succession to be able to be the king of the Jews. See, again, fast forward 33 years, he got mocked saying, well, he thinks he's the king of the Jews. No, he was the savior of the Jews. He's not the king of the Jews. See, the scripture, the prophecies talked about that the Messiah was going to be greater than David. See, people hung on to what was, what they could see, what they could feel, what they could touch. And what they could see what it was, was at that time, whenever you were in that city, it was the speaking of, well, David's city down here. And here is Solomon's temple. And, and this is where, this, this, look at this greatness that was built. This is, what was, this is what we're building on. And that's why people get so stuck on it. But the thing was, as they didn't realize, was that what you get stuck on in the physical cannot be maintained. What you have physical today cannot be maintained. We all wear out. We all wear down. We all get broken. So God says, how can we take and be able to make this change? How can we make this change that you are no longer dependent on what you have in your hand and make it to a change that you have what you have here and what you have here? Something had to be changed. Because a kingdom wasn't just a kingdom of gold, silver, of blocks, of stones. A kingdom wasn't of, of, of manpower. That's not what the kingdom was. So he had to create something, a new covenant. That brings us into our second one. Our second gift is frankincense. Frankincense was taken, was given of, it, it, it was when they, when they did a ceremony. They would have frankincense and, it, and they'd, taken it, they'd bring this in and they, that, that's what they would build their ceremony off of, their, 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 start making their covenants off of, that they would, that they would go in and you would have the, uh, the, the sacrifice and they would make it smell good and, they would, and they would, you, you knew something was happening because of the frankincense. See, the second gift was brought because there was a covenant that was going to be coming. He know that because it was in the pro- prophetic words, because there was going to be a new covenant in Isaiah it talks about this new covenant, or sorry, Jeremiah. It says, Behold, the days are coming, and declares the Lord, when I will make the new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. He's sitting there saying that I am sending a new covenant to you. And it's coming through the Messiah. See, this frankincense is, is, is again, if we take and break it down and look at the gifts that were, that were given, the frankincense was for this covenant that was going to happen. Because for the covenant to happen, there has to be something. It's changed forever. The covenant happened because somebody, something had to die. Something had to spill blood. Something had to, this, this was your Jewish custom. 
And that something that happened, that something that blood was spilled, that something that was, that was sacrificed was Jesus Christ. We say we're talking about Christmas. We are talking about the Christmas. But do you ever read a book and the front of the book doesn't end with the, with the same thing that started with? There has to be something that joins it together. You know, we, we, can't just, we can't just avoid what's going to be at the end. If I read a book, I like to kind of know what's going on a little bit. I like to cheat a little bit. Right? We watch, we watch TV shows, and, and I, I drive Jenna crazy because it, we like watching murder mysteries and things like that. And so we're watching it, and within like five seconds, most of the time, I'm like, oh, it's them. Let me give you a little trick. If I recognize the person, because they're on other shows, that means they got paid a little bit more Skrilla to come in there and be a bigger part of the show, right? <laughs> so right off the bat, if I recognize the person from being on something else, I just look smart, right? <laughs> Secret for you out there. I just ruined your TV shows. But the thing is, is there, I, we have to know the whole story as a whole. It's that, yes, it's, right now we're talking about Christmas. And yes, in, in, in April we'll start talking about the crucifixion. Or March, whichever, wherever it's at this year. We'll be talking about the other side of it. But these two events closely link together. Because, see, they weren't called the stupid men. They are called the wise men. They weren't called the, the ignorant and the, and the unknowing. They are called the wise. Why were they called the wise? Well, they had to know something they had to know something. I, there, there's always a purpose and a reason that God does something in our life. And we're showing this right here, that there's a purpose and there's a reason that God did this. There's a purpose and a reason that he sent these three men that they talk about. There's a purpose and a reason that they took and gave these gifts. There's a purpose and a reason that God took and, and had somebody write it down and say, we need to tell future generations of this. There's a reason for it. We can't bury our hands, heads in the sand and be like, oh, it's just three gifts. No, it's not just three gifts. It's more than that. This was the frankincense that was going to be for the covenant that was coming, for the sacrifice that was coming. Then the third thing, you kind of get into a little bit morbid, and the third thing is myrrh. See, myrrh was actually an embalming. That means that there was death. Why would you give a baby myrrh? I'm waiting. What? What? I mean, not a rattle. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Here's some myrrh for when you die, right? So the myrrh is for whatever he actually died after the covenant was made. See, the issue here is, is that. Jesus didn't need to be embalmed. Because he said in three days, I'll rise again. The faith level is low. The, the realization of what it's going to be, again, physical things. Not something that's, that's out of this world. See, because it also said in the prophecy that Jesus, that, that our Messiah would be tortured, that our Messiah would be, or, or would be, would suffer for us. 
It goes on, it says here in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. He, they're sitting there saying, they're sitting there saying that he was going to suffer for us. This child, that from the time that he was born, wasn't taken and walking on the red carpet. This child that was that was delivered, not because he didn't have a house, but he didn't have a house that night. Because he went at, whenever he comes into Bethlehem, because of all the situations that had that arose and had to happen, it happened for a reason. Because whenever these people said they the when the wise men came and they went to Herod and they told Herod said, hey, there's a there's a king that's born and and the and Herod says well go out and bring him come back and tell me about it and, and they don't ever come back because an angel comes to them and says don't trust that guy and then Jesus has to take and skedaddle out of town because all of a sudden that they're going out and they're killing all the babies under two years old because they don't know when the babies were born they don't they all they had was an idea hey it had to be just recently now see this is where you start breaking things down Israel's not that big of an area it's about the size of New Jersey. It's not that big. But if you had to walk every place you went, it starts to get a lot bigger. You know, you think about Indiana, for example, that we have 92 counties. In the today's world, do we need 92 counties? No. Why do we have 92? Because it took a long time to get from place to place whenever they created the counties. Because, it, because instead of driving, having to go all the way to Indianapolis, you, which would take you a full day or more, instead, you could go to your local courthouse. That would take you an afternoon. See, it's, our, our concept has changed because of the state of time that we live in. If we want to go somewhere, we think of it in minutes, not in days. See, we're not thinking about things with what with, with God's doing. We're not thinking about it in the same timeline that he's thinking. For God, for us, the things that happen is an instant. For us, it can get carried out for months, we feel, or years. But to God, it's, it's a snap of the finger. See, whatever we take and we have these giftings that are given to us and put on our life, and we take and we carry them out and we don't, satisfy those giftings that we have that God gave us to God it's like oh you'll get there to us we feel like I'm a failure I haven't made it to the point that I'm supposed to make it that's not what God's desire for us is the thing where we take and start looking at the reason for this season we know that People take the Christ out of Christmas, and we always and, and this is a popular Christian. That's a popular Christian saying: Jesus is the reason for the season. But he's more than just a reason for the season. He's the light of the world. See, it says in John, it says Jesus spoke to them, saying, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." He's not telling us that what was done 2,000 years ago was 2,000 years ago. 
again, it's a snap of the finger to God. God is limitless. 2,000 years to us is a long time. 2,000 years to us was 36 lifetimes ago. To God, it was just a second ago. We can't lose focus and sight of what our purpose is here. What the purpose of what God, the reason why he sent his son here. We can't lose sight of it. Our sight has to be that, the, what, are, what is these giftings? Well, I love Christmas, right? I love Christmas because I get gifts, right? As a kid, that's really easy to say. Then as you get it to be an adult, then it becomes, oh, it's Christmas season. I can say, you saw these two little actors up here talking about it, about how they start getting wore down about, what what's going on and the issues that are happening with them and having to go get grandma's gift and, and get, oh, it's just so miserable. We wear ourselves down because of what we think that it's supposed to be. But God's got a gift for us. And that gift for us is that he doesn't care about all that stuff. His sacrifice that he's wanting from you is your time. For you just to listen during this Christmas season and on forward. He, he wants you to listen. He wants you to be inspired. He wants you to take something. He wants you to turn it in, mold it in something. He said, he, you know, he, he, he said that he is the potter and that we are the clay. He wants to make something of us. We are God's gift. Because every day that we take and we accept God... Every day we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Every day we accept that he taken was brought here for a purpose and for a reason that we become a gift to God. We are God's greatest gift. We are what God has intentionally made. See, we weren't made just because he was wanted a pet project. He made us for a purpose and for a reason. That whenever he took and he 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 made us and he and he made man and he said it is good. And like I say, I'm the last, ba- last baby of my mom and dad. They were done after me. I was enough. They finally did it. You are enough. You are it. You are that gift. You are that thing that you, that, that you think of as being shopping to the midnight hour. You are that midnight hour gift that was just perfect. You just finally found it out. But it's because you take and you're giving God your time. As we have Christmas this year, I I hope that we take and we really break it down for what Christmas is. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. That's it. Then what are we doing on top of that? The Savior that was born, the Savior that was made to us, a Savior that is being something for us, that is a whole purpose and reason 2,000 plus years later. 2,000 years plus later. What's the reason for the season? Who wants to have that relationship 
He wants to have the reason. I want you to understand that this isn't a happen chance that you are here. I want you to understand that it's that God specifically designs opportunities in your life, focus points that you can have, things that you could feel that you miss, but he's going to give you another one. Something to be able to redeem yourself, something to to be able to make, to, to be like, okay, I missed that, but I got that next one. God has that opportunity for you today. Is to take the moments that you thought you missed in the past and he's going to take and bring it forth today and tomorrow and the day after. And he's going to keep giving it to those chances because you know what? You're worth it to be able to get given those chances. Because he wants more from you than just be you. He wants you to be an extension of him. Who wants to be the greatest gift this season? The greatest gift this season. We are. We are the greatest gift. We just have to know it. Which this is an awkward Christmas message. There's a purpose and a reason. Can you say, say, I am the purpose and the reason. Can you buy into that? You are the purpose and the reason. 100%. He came here to this earth for us. Lived, died, and resurrected for us. For no other reason. He could have taken, he could have wiped us out. He could have started back over. He could have done whatever he wanted. But instead, he decided, you know what? They're worth it. Because they're the purpose and the reason that I made this. They're the purpose and the reason why I gave them free will. They're the purpose and the reason that I need their love to come back to me. Can we do that this morning? Can we, can we take and profess our love? Can we profess our love for God? Can we profess our love for our Jesus Christ? Amen. Live in that love. Live in it. And go spread it to everyone else. Amen. Does anybody here not ask Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior? Amen. See, we want to see salvations. We want to see baptisms. And we want to see, we see healings. And we want to see prophetic words. And we want to see the full extent of what God has to offer. Because all we have to do is reach out and take it. Because he's got it there for us. All right, now we need to liven up a little bit. See? See, it, it's, we, we, ha- we have to leave here with an excitement. You see how excited our, our, our shepherd man was up here? Right? We need, we need to be excited. We need to be excited for what's going to happen today, tomorrow, and the next day. Because on Wednesday, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. So on three, we're going to do a woo and you're dismissed. One, two, three. Have a blessed Christmas.